0: It's a huge pleasure to have the band members of Spirit and the Bride here with the antidote. Guys, thanks for coming. You're welcome, man. Thanks for having us. What about each of you introducing yourself and fill us in about your role in the band?
1: So, I'm Josh Somerville, and I play guitar, writing music and helping uh, orchestrate everything. I uh, did some of the design work, just kind of help. What? All of it. You did all of it. Okay, I did. I did. I did a, I did a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, just getting shows ready and set up. And, Being the band dad. Yeah, I was
2: band, band
3: dad. dad. I was always very band important dad. role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My name is Adam Simmons. I'm the drummer of the band. Um, I wrote a lot of the music on guitar too, along with Josh. And they're laughing at me really hard right now because I don't know how to hold this weird microphone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, But we had a lot of fun. I did a little backup vocals in the beginning, but those were not good. I should not speak of that again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) His backup vocals are actually pretty good. Adam uh, is being extremely humble. He has almost written all of our stuff. Uh, I would say 97, 98% of all of it for the last 10 years.
1: Guitars and bass
0: included.
2: Yeah, and obviously drums as well because that's what he was doing. Wow. Yeah, very talented. And then Josh would just clean everything up um, and just make it a little bit more cohesive. I'm Josh Simmons. I'm the vocalist. Adam and I are the, the originators, I guess you could say, of the band, CEOs of the band. Um, and then within the first few months, we invited Somerville to come play with us as well. And so he's been with us since the beginning as, as well.
0: So we're just going to drop first names since there's two Joshes.
2: Yeah. So Josh Somerville <laughs>
3: and Josh Simmons. You could do Simmons or Somerville?
0: Yeah, <laughs> whichever is easier for you guys. Sure. Let's just carry on with that then. Sure. I want to do the time warp thing because I need okay. to hear the story. Give us the beginning of Spirit and the Bride.
2: Adam and I are brothers. He's my younger brother. I'm um out of four. He's the fourth. I'm third. Um, in two thousand. Well, Adam. <laughs> When you when were you playing with Canoes?
3: Well, the biggest thing is that I was playing in bands for forever. Since Josh is older than me, it was always kind of weird because he tried to do vocals to heavy metal, and it was just weird. And uh, <laughs> he was never in any band. And then my last band, Canoes, was like an indie band. Uh, that ended, but before that, I was in heavy metal bands. And uh, Josh always wanted to be in a band together, so it was like 2009 We got together, um, never really formed anything yet, but we started writing our first song. And it was really fun because I didn't really have any of the music other than what I was writing. I had some songs I was writing, but we sat down together and he had his own vocal pattern that he wrote. And um, I wrote guitar over it. And so it was kind of a cool dynamic. And we wrote If Trees Could Talk that day. That was our very first song.
2: Yeah, I would wanted to be in a band for a long time and had practiced vocals uh, just here and there. I remember one of our older brothers, he was in a, a national touring band, and every time that they would practice in our basement, I would kind of sneak downstairs and go to a place where nobody could see me, and I would just be you know, yelling to the tops of my lungs to their music, just trying to practice and see if it was something that I could actually do. 2012, we played our first show. 2010, we actually formed the band. Uh, probably later 2011 when Devin came along and he was our, our original bass player um who will actually be you know featuring for a song for our final show when we announce that later later in the year.
0: Well what inspired the band name?
2: Revelation twenty two seventeen. We had a desire to to show people the love of Jesus and to to bring them to an understanding of of God's like passion for them
3: you don't you may not know this all the day holiday daniel and the band had come up with that name and i always wanted it really yeah i never heard it before Mm. that's awesome so i asked if we could use it and it was a long time ago (laughs) wow so i'd always just read it in scripture i didn't realize it It had
2: kind of been thrown around a little bit that's funny how (laughs) from one question you learn new things about your your own band um but uh, the the scriptures, you know, the spirit and the bride says, you know, says, come whoever is thirsty, come take, you know, the free gift of the water of life. And, you know, the gospel is a free message. And we wanted people to realize um, that it was something that is a simple gospel. It's easy to obtain and it's so freeing and it's so life giving and it's so satisfying. We wanted to embody that. And it was a longer name. It was something that we we didn't originally Land on and think that okay, this is definitely it, but then the more we went with it, the more it just stuck, and then we just rolled with it. But yeah, it comes out of Revelation in the Bible.
0: You were being pretty bold about this, so you wanted everyone to know that this was going to be about Christ.
2: Yeah, not to be the only one that talks about it, but from the very beginning, we said if this is not for Jesus, we don't want anything to do with it, and that's why we were very particular about who was in our band. We wanted it to be something where if somebody came to Somerville or myself or Adam or Devin or Preston, who was later in the band, or Jeremiah, who's been with us um, for the last several years playing bass. Um, not
3: with us today.
2: He's Not with us today, no. Um, but uh, we just wanted it to be very cohesive. And if we were fighting people's battles and standing in, in the gap for them, we wanted it to be across the board so there would be no like lapse in coverage, if you will.
1: I would played baseball, I think, with Josh when we were how like five years old, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I didn't know that much about him <laughs> until until uh, until then. I had played I'd played in a few uh, few bands with Adam in the past, um, and I've been playing music for you know fifteen plus years. Uh, and throughout high school and when I was in college, I was playing in a band with Adam. I got so busy with with schoolwork, we couldn't handle it anymore, and and I think. A year or so after, after we'd broken up is when they came to me and told me that, uh, that they were starting Spirit and the Bride, and that it was something that they basically laid out their heart and their vision for it, and I was fully on board from the get-go. Because every, everything we want to do in life, and just in general, is, is about Christ. That's what we live for.
0: Then, what about playing the bar and club scenes? I mean, have you taken people by surprise with your Christian content?
3: Josh has, uh, yeah. Josh has the best story for this one of all time.
2: Oh the guy at the bar. Um yeah. you know, we've definitely had some beers thrown and some FUs and um some interesting remarks from the crowd. Um, but the reason why we kept going was because, you know, scripture says that Jesus didn't come to save, you know, people who were already saved. He came to save the lost and the broken. And if the Bible says to go into all the world and preach the gospel, then, you know, we wanted to really take that and run with it probably within the 10 years Dave honestly we could probably count the church shows on one hand mm-hmm. um, and everything else has been basements and bars and nightclubs and I think,
1: festivals I think a big part of that too is that we all really had a heart for people that have been oppressed and people that are have been in you know the hardcore scene and you know grown up maybe with not so great parents and with a lot with anger and stuff like that to really just just to spread Christ in an area that people kids and things that you wouldn't see go, go right to the church doesn't
2: like normally reach out, reach to. out to you yeah. know they try to but there's not much of a market there was we we played at a club one night um really really small little bar and there was one guy in particular who came just to get plastered and i'm, I'm sure he was already before the night even started um and i remember playing our set and the strobes were going so violently that i was about to have a heart attack it was it was not it was not our best show and then the guy even running the sound and the lights he's like how's everything going are the strobes cool and i was like yeah bro turn them up you know like <laughs> i was just being like sarcastic but he took it to heart and like i don't know how you can turn something up that's already on like level 1000 like i don't know oh uh, it just
3: eyes was, shut the whole like, show yeah. man it's We
2: literally had to rely on the Lord, you know, Jesus take the wheel and all of our instruments because uh, we can't see a thing. Um, and this bar was like literally the size of like a twin bed. It was like, it was, like it was terrible. Um, so basically, this guy he is completely plastered, and he is jumping around and moshing by himself. He is an army of one. He is just going crazy. And then we stopped, and I said about how much Jesus just loves them, and and how we're there if, if they need to talk about anything, or we're not there to you know to pass judgment on anybody. You know, we wanted to bring up this conversation, and they were just. FUs and just so many things and beer being thrown and just all sorts of gestures and stuff and um you know we just kept on rolling you know we've we've been used to this for a long time and and then as soon as we got back into the music um it was like he he completely forgot all about what he just said to us and um and again he's the only one in the room so it's extraordinarily awkwardly loud um coming from him and so we just continued to play. He went crazy again.
1: And, music. Yeah,
2: and he was brave enough to come right up to the stage, which was about a foot off the ground. But he came right up in front of me and he just stared right in my eyes while I'm pouring sweat. And I'm just like just singing what the Lord has put on my heart. I remember putting my hand on his on his sweaty, Oakley white, weird hat. And just like praying for him, just in my spirit and in my heart. And I remember we went out in the street after that. He wasn't around anymore, and we all broke down, and we were all no, just Olivia crying and
3: Tara We're already
2: both of adam and and my my wife, my wife is Tara. His wife is Olivia. And we just were in were a circle weeping. together, and they were just weeping. weeping because they saw what had happened in that moment. And how God just used the Holy Spirit just to yeah, break just through. Like, stuff. It was so surreal. And that's happened to us a dozen times. Um, it? But, uh, yeah, it's, it, we, we love playing the bars and clubs, man. We, we really have a passion just to show people a different side of who they think Jesus is. And we love to blow that out of the water. Not by being edgy Christians, but by just being Christ-like. That's where we need to be.
0: This is what makes you unusual as a band is that your yeah. songs are so upfront about your faith. Why right. not bring in songs that don't deal with Christ?
2: I think for us, um, and some of might have something to say about this as well, we told Jesus from the very outset, we said, if this is not a ministry-focused band, we don't want anything to do with it. We know plenty of Christian bands that sing about politics, and they sing about things that have happened to Native Americans and you know things that happened in the 60s with African Americans and things that are super, super, super important, it's things that have really defined our nation and um, affected the church and Christianity. Um, but at the root of all of the stuff that goes on in the world, it's a sin issue it's an issue with the heart and we feel like as a band yeah there's real matters that go on but if we're not fixing the root of the issue and if we're not shedding a light on what that is and what is causing the world to be in the condition that it's in then all you're doing is just kind of putting this this cover over it and you're being uh, you know you're being an edgy, Christian and it's awesome. People are going to go to your shows. We don't have the biggest crowds, man. We don't have the biggest mosh pits and and we know that and we understand it. And we're not trying to be forceful with what we believe in, but we have to be intentional with what we believe in because if anybody else in the world, no matter what they believe in, no matter who they love as a spouse or where they attend church or what religion they believe in, they all follow their own convictions. But Christians, we have to swallow our convictions all the time to save face for those around us to not offend anybody And people are dying every day without knowing the love of Jesus, and we just got tired of seeing that without, you know, being a part of it.
0: But you do sing songs about trees. You even brought it up, (laughs) If Trees Could Talk. I know. know. And I love this song. It's somewhat poetic, I guess. Maybe it's just because it reminds me of the ants from Lord of the Rings.
2: (laughs) Yes. Well, you know. So talk to us
0: about how you choose a topic for a song, like If Trees Could Talk.
2: Um, if trees could talk was from, um, from a message I heard from a, from a pastor, it was in one single moment. He said, in just all the glory of the Lord, wouldn't it be amazing just to hear what nature had to say about our King, um, the one who created them. And he's like, I wonder what would happen in the garden when he's walking with Adam and Eve. I wonder like if the leaves would tremble in silence or if the. If the trees would be speaking to him as well, and and then like I think about just while we're traveling as a band, or while we're just in nature with our families and doing whatever we're doing, uh, just looking around at the glory of God, and I'm just like, man, what if? Like, what if uh, you take the old adage of, oh, if these walls could talk, well, what if these trees could talk? What if you know, what if nature around us could speak to us of the glory that they've you know witnessed from a Creator's hand? And that's kind of where that idea sparked.
0: I already brought up a little bit earlier about you guys being so bold in your faith. And it was interesting that on your first album, you even went so far as to record the doxology. Didn't you have people hating on you for doing a hardcore version?
3: You know what? I don't think I've ever heard a single person say anything against it, which is kind of crazy. In one sense, you would think like, are we actually putting ourselves out there enough or even playing that song live enough to get that opposition. But with the, the times we played it, everyone sang along. Um, I mean, it was just a part of the album that, I don't know, maybe it didn't get enough attention. But I never heard anything specifically against that. And it was always a dream of mine when we were um, putting the album together of doing a hymn. In our early days, we did actually quite a few different worship songs or hymns um, in our own way. Whether it was acapella without any music, or whether it was like an introduction to a song, um, so I don't know. A lot of people cheered. Like Josh said, there was a lot of beer throwing and stuff towards like the uh, the back end of our days playing in bars and stuff. But there wasn't much about it.
2: There definitely wasn't a lot of opposition uh, from the church or from the secular side of things either. Um, and I think that's just a testament to the Holy Spirit just just working. Um, I mean, because our albums and the way we talk about Jesus looks like we've got like a hot, you know, iron and then we're just trying to poke, you know, poke the bull, you know, trying to like get people's attention in like almost a negative way. But all we're trying to do is promote the worshiping of Jesus in ways that, um, are are not normal to everyday worship or everyday church. Um, and I think that's coming from when Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well in scripture, um, after all is said and done and she realizes that this is not just a normal man, he tells her, you know, eventually you're going to be able to worship in places that are, that are not normal places. And he's like, eventually it's not just going to be Jews. It's going to be Gentiles. It's going to be everybody. And they're going to be worshiping in ways that are not normal to what your normal culture looks like right now. And I just ran with that idea. And I think a lot of people have as well in the Christian faith. when um, in, in certain types of goth ministry, we have uh, locally, you know, with Donna Sheehy, uh, you know, Goth Mom, she's incredible. These subculture ministries popping up all over the place, uh, where the church, they, you know, they can't have a foothold.
0: I think everybody just accepted you guys so well because you just look so cute on stage. You know, you had those <laughs> pretty- turquoise polyester suits with the pink ties. You know, you guys just, you had that hardcore look. <laughs>
2: Well you gotta you definitely gotta dress to impress, that's for sure. In <laughs> fact, I don't think any of us own a suit or pig uh, tie. ties. But, I do uh,
3: have a lime green sweater vest that is quite gorgeous. Okay, you don't want <laughs> but I, I don't wear it out. <laughs> You're out of the band. I only wear it in my house.
0: <laughs> I gotta tell you guys about my introduction to Spirit and the Bride. Yeah, yes, please. I was at audio feed, so I was camping next to the guys in Jericho Harlot and they yeah we love those guys. they insisted that I come with them to see your set and anyway, they didn't drag me but it was close but <laughs> I'm really glad that they did because Spirit and the Bride had this killer show has playing live always been easy for the band like is it natural for you
3: <laughs>
0: good
1: question I would say for me yes and no I think uh, I remember when I was first started in bands a long time ago it, you know there was a little stage fright as far as the first time you get on stage and I'm getting ready my guitar to play and I'm fine, completely fine, not nervous or anything. But as soon as that first song starts, it's like the hands start shaking and it's like, Oh man. But once Mm. you get into that song, for me, it completely goes away. And I would say now I'm so used to being on and off stage, whether it's in a church setting or at a hardcore show or whatever else, it doesn't bother me if I'm, if I haven't been on stage for, A year, and then I get on stage, it just doesn't affect me anymore.
3: I definitely would say the issue of playing too fast was massively a problem for us. Uh, And it probably was up until the last like year of shows that we did, where I started using a click track for uh, some important songs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Which we never did before, and we didn't think we needed it. But whenever we would go back and watch our live shows, it was kind of worthless (laughs) the the songs were so ungodly fast like terrible yeah um and then on top of that you know just getting fatigued and not stretching enough little things like that but it was never like being nervous in my opinion us musicians didn't struggle josh had some trouble with words
2: i have the most (laughs) trouble with words man um being the front man you're up there you everybody's looking for you and you're a goofball. I so. I just, dude, I'm the ultimate person at sticking my foot in my mouth. Um, just I'm talking about Jesus, and I'm like sweating, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like pouring out to people, and then I just say something so freaking backwards that I didn't want to say that, like, just I completely skew my words, and this has happened almost every single show, or I've knocked over a microphone, or I've tripped on <laughs> something on stage, like. <laughs> It does not come natural to me, to get back to your real question. It does not come natural to me. But uh, it definitely is no longer a nervous thing. It's just, uh, man, (laughs) we all have fun together. So we we stay positive even through the the ridiculousness.
0: We got to talk about a specific song and a specific album. Because I think it was Dry Bones that came out just before Audio Feed 2017. Yeah. And Dry Bones had this killer title track. It's full of fire and brimstone. A line from it says, This place has peeled back my flesh and drained the blood from my veins, leaving me to die in the desert. And though I wanted to cry out, pride had cut out my tongue. So there I slept. Is there a place in the music scene for aggressive Christianity? What a question.
2: Yeah, super good question. Um... I think that we have to be really careful in our righteous anger. You know, we all have places that we've been through. Um, you know, we've all come from sin. We've all we've all come from backgrounds that are are less than than perfect. And I think that worship music in a church setting is incredible because you you pour out your heart to the Lord in a in a specific way. And in the hardcore music scene, people are looking for something a little bit a little bit different. And I think that they want to see somebody who's been through something, somebody who's uh, who's experienced something that they've been through so they can kind of get on their level. Um, and we never had to step outside of our faith in order to accomplish that. We could do it very well with just the sin that we have all come from and that we've all been through. Um, and I just think that Being angry as a Christian has its limitations, and we have to be really careful. But those lyrics and those lines are designed to to remind us that the further we get from Christ, the further that we stray from the path, the further that we embrace our Christian edginess. And, you know, we can do whatever we want. We can be in the world and it's okay to be of the world too. And uh, the further you get into onto that path and the further you get away from Christ and further you get away from scripture, um, you get into this place where you feel depleted. You feel completely dry spiritually. Um, It absolutely wrecks you. It drains you. And that story of dry bones, scripture doesn't talk about how they got there specifically so i just kind of ran with this idea of this is a place of defeat for people who've just gone too far who have blurred the lines way too much who have just kind of stepped over the line multiple times and didn't care about coming back you know we've all made mistakes we make mistakes every single day but we repent and we we come to the lord and we we continue to pursue god as he pursues us as well
3: completing the work in us
2: he is completing the the work work in 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 us as adam just said yeah So, um, yeah, those lyrics are just designed to say, like, look, like, yeah, we have not been through a lot of stuff that people have been through, but at the same time, sin has left us in desolate places where we have felt completely drained, where the flesh is just literally falling off of our bones and we feel dead to everything around us, whether it's depression or suicidal thoughts or just demonic oppression or just whatever – Um, And and that's what these places kind of leave us in. And we needed something to bring us out of those places.
0: Josh, at that festival, you and I met, we were talking about getting together for an interview. And I guess I really, I dropped the ball on that. You know, now when we finally get to meet, it's almost too late. (laughs) The band announced just a couple of weeks ago that you're finished. Yeah. Does this mean that you've done your task? You've done your duty. You've done your job.
2: Um, the Holy Spirit no. just, just gave me this just now. Jesus also said it was finished on the cross and it was just now beginning. And the Holy Spirit was just now starting to take hold and not comparing us to Jesus at all. Cause that's where I start to put my foot in my mouth. Like I always do. But I'm saying for me. My heart, my vision, God is revealing things to me that He has not revealed to the guys sitting on my right and my left right now. And they've got their dreams and their visions and their passions and their calling. Um, my heart is still for the hardcore community. It's still for the the hardcore scene. I have a desire to continue to play hardcore music ministry. Um, but i'm I'm waiting on the Lord, and I'm waiting for those pieces to be to be laid in front of me, and I'm and I'm asking God to to reveal it more. So it's, it's a waiting game right now, man, but uh, I definitely still have a passion for that. It is not finished. Spirit and the Bride is done, but there's other things that will definitely come from this.
3: And just real quick, the ministry side is is far from done. This was only um, a tool, a car, like that we would get to places to share the gospel with. I feel more burning passion to share the gospel now than I ever have. Um, and it was fun as a band, but I feel... Pride was right there that I think for anyone who plays music live, I think our focus is different and we're all going to be going in different directions, but we're still on the path to spread the gospel. So it's still the same.
1: Yeah, and I want to add, add something real quick to that too, is that, you know, when we started, our main focus on anything that we did was, was always, you know, the gospel of Christ. It was always the ministry aspect. We always put that in Christ first uh and in the music second you know it it was that was more important to us than going up on stage and playing music in front of a crowd
0: would you as the band members of spirit and the bride say that there's been one song from your band that actually has defined you
2: man that's a really good question
3: Uh, bite your tongue man no okay adam what's yours uh, i would say bite your tongue uh first song off of our or our first album to me it became like our prayer Bite Your Tongue came out where we were really just trying to do spiritual battle for the people who were in the shows, and even our own families. We used to pray for our own families in the same way. And so I think that was a huge aspect where just telling the enemy to bite his tongue, uh, just the same way that Jesus was telling him to get behind him, and just, um, just being able to intercede for others, was, that was a big song for me, um, and I thought that for our band. You know, as a whole.
1: Yeah. So for me, um, it's it's kind of between two. I think "All Flesh Is Grass" was one of them, uh, just because I think that that's something that we've all all dealt with in the past is is lust and pornography and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, and just overcoming that stuff through Christ. And uh, and two, I think that was probably one of our more well written songs. Yeah. Um, but it was hard to play live just because it was six and a half
3: <laughs> minutes or
0: seven minutes and that's like yeah, you know, well, plus you, get, you had a guest vocalist. You had Key Young on correct. that one.
2: And yeah. he is so, so talented. We love Jeff Stuckel and Key Young. Yeah, that's a very hard song for sure.
1: And then I would say really the other song out of all that is probably Threshold. Hmm. You know, Josh would always come up on stage when we would start that and he's like, This next song is about, you know, slaying those giants in your life overcoming that stuff that you're facing and i don't know there was a different tone to that song i feel like than than any other song that we played live and i really felt like there was spiritual warfare going on every time we played it yeah there was something there was power behind behind that song Mm -hmm. compared to any other song that we
3: have
2: yeah that's an old song too um it just happens to be on our our latest album i remember playing a basement show one time where the four of us we were in the basement and it was no bigger than like a bathroom. Like it was it was tiny. And people were dancing and going crazy. And I remember all four of us, we were we were down there and we were just like watching the other bands play. And we just decided, you know, we just need to keep praying and just, you know, asking for opportunities to love. All of us had the same experience where we felt a physical presence trying to cover our mouths while we prayed. Um, as if somebody was standing behind you trying to trying to cover your mouth. Uh, Threshold was played in that basement that night, along with a lot of the uh, original songs from With Eyes and Ears to See and Hear. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, uh, between uh, Threshold, All Flesh is Grass, which has been really well received, and Bite Your Tongue. And honestly, uh, Bloodline was also a really impactful song for us too. So I to wrap that up, I would say it's pretty hard to define the band with uh, – <laughs> With one song.
0: Well, we do need a group effort on this because we need a final thought from the band. From the depths of your profound wisdom, what about giving <laughs> us a final word of advice?
2: Or lack thereof. Um, I'll start with some of Final oh, word God.
0: of
3: advice.
1: Man, just the love of Jesus is so good. And being in his presence and seeking him day in and day out, it's incredible. And I don't think there's anything else that can compare to that. And you know, experiencing the love of Christ is is something different than necessarily than just going to church. Living a Christian lifestyle isn't a Sunday-to-Sunday thing. It's something that we should live every single day of our lives outside of our house, and kingdom looks like family. You know, the love of Christ looks like the loving of a brother or a sister or a mother or a father.
0: The antidote has been here with Spirit and the Bride. Guys, it's seriously sad to say goodbye to a great band. I wish you all the best.
2: Thank you so much, Dave. We really yes, appreciate you. you taking the time to uh, to talk to all of us from all of us from from Devin and Preston and Jeremiah can't be here and Josh Adam and my, myself. We love everybody out there. Keep following Jesus. That's we right. uh, we love you guys a ton. Thank you so much, Dave.